Welcome to Muscles and Veggies Podcast. My name is Zach, personal trainer, weight management specialist, certified health coach, uh, here to bring you nutrition, health, fitness, perfectly packaged to educate and motivate you to stay on your fitness journey. Today, we are talking about five things that I would tell someone who wants to be a better fat burner, be a healthier human being. So if someone was going to ask me, uh, if I'm going to start something today, I'm going to start, change my lifestyle, what are five things that you would tell someone uh, who is just starting on this journey? So that's what we're going to go over today. So immediately, grab your pen and paper, jot these down. This is if you're listening to this, you might even be a client of mine because obviously I use these as educational pieces to give to my clients so they know where to start. And that's what today's podcast is all about. So number one, choose whole real foods and make it simple. Uh, people overcomplicate nutrition and dieting. Um, they read a certain article about keto or maybe they had a friend who did veganism or, you know, whatever it is. And then boom, everybody thinks this is the diet that they need to try. Right. But really, when you look at nutrition and you look at all the diets that are out there, uh, you can find clinical research trials that are on paleo, on keto, on veganism, vegetarian, Ornish, zone, all these different diets you can find clinical research trials that show that they improve overall health markers. But what is one common denominator that all of these diets share? Well, it's really simple. They all focus on whole, real foods. Uh, They are eliminating processed, packaged, inflammatory foods. So they all kind of share the same benefits. And that's why so many people uh, have written so many different success stories on every one of these particular uh, nutrition modalities. I don't even like using the word diets with my clients. So don't overthink this. Um, What is real whole food? Well, in a nutshell, meat, fish, fowl, fruit, veggies, nuts, seeds. If you keep uh, everything that has one ingredient, (laughs) if you keep that uh, on your plate, you're doing really good. And for, I'm going to give you a really simple um, template. For my clients, uh, if you just started with me, Your meal plan that I give you actually is uh, based on smoothie, salad, roasted. Smoothie, salad, roasted. So every morning we have a smoothie for breakfast or we're intermittent fasting, depending on what you feel like. Every lunch we're focused on a nice, big, chunky salad. I'm not talking about your American salad with iceberg lettuce, cheese, croutons, and ranch dressing. I'm talking about an Italian salad where we have chopped cucumber, chopped tomato, chopped carrot, um, maybe artichokes. Maybe you have cranberries and blueberries and pumpkin seeds and hemp seeds. Uh, Then you got a handful of spring mix like spinach, kale, um, spring mix, things like that. So this is actually more veg than it is, you know, actually like leaves, salad greens, things like that, right? So we have a smoothie for breakfast. That's going to be, um, you know, a rice and pea protein powders. What I generally recommend, whey protein can be somewhat inflammatory for most people, uh, especially those that have dairy issues. So we focus on a rice and pea protein, a cup of blueberries, some sort of fruit, a little bit of coconut milk, 
uh, blend that up, boom, you're off and running. It took you three minutes to make your breakfast and you're out the door drinking on the way to work or on the way to school, whatever you're doing. Salad for lunch, we already talked about that. Uh, and then for dinner is our roasted meal. So this could be like a paleo type looking meal where you have roasted veggies, maybe a roasted sweet potato with broccoli, and then some sort of wild caught, grass fed, free range meat source. Um, so that could be a sockeye salmon, it could be a burger, it could be a steak, it could be a um, some sort of meat, fish, or fowl. Now, number two, let's get right on to number two because this actually helps number one. Um, and that is own your Monday through Friday. This means that we're, we're having our smoothie, we're having our salad, we're having our roasted dinner, right? And a lot of times what also works well is uh, making sure that you're having leftovers from your dinner the next day uh, for lunch with your salad. So that could be like an extra piece of protein, uh, maybe an extra burger that you have with your salad the next day at lunch. Um, and this all depends on your protein needs. So owning your Monday through Friday, what does that mean? It means be more consistent. Uh, own your Monday through Friday. So Monday through Friday, you are having your smoothie, your salad, and you're roasted. You're not eating out. Uh, you're focusing on meal prepping, which means you're thinking ahead for what your day looks like, what your schedule looks like, and then how you're going to plan your meals accordingly. So when I wake up in the morning, I look at my schedule. What do I have going on today? Who am I meeting with? Uh, when am I going to be able to squeak in my lunch? And then what time am I going to make it home? Um, am I going to make it home in time to do a more extensive dinner? Or am I going to have to throw something together in 10 minutes because I'm home at 6.30 and um, and I stop eating by seven, which we're going to talk about here in a second. But also owning your Monday through Friday means maybe you don't have dessert Monday through Friday. Maybe you don't have alcohol Monday through Friday. Um, maybe you're listening to motivational podcasts like this um, that help you help you think clearly to stay on track. They motivate you to make the right decisions. These are all part of how we work with clients to own their Monday through Friday. Because guess what? If you own your Monday through Friday, and let's say you eat with family on the weekends or you have a drink or whatever, we're all going to do that. I'm sorry, we're not all neurotic, and we are going to do that from time to time. If you own your Monday through Friday, you're going to be so much more um, susceptible to handle that weekend um, excursion with a drink or a dessert or something like that. So that's that's number two, owning your Monday through Friday. Number three, consistently get more active. Um, maybe you're just starting to get more active and to want to be healthier. I'm not going to tell you that you have to go to the gym three times a week, uh, full body strength training routine. Uh, if you have no idea what that looks like, it's going to be very hard for you to go in there and do that. Um, and that's where coaching does come in and help, but also just getting people to take two 15-minute walks per day. Focus on 10,000 steps per day. If you're not moving very much and you have an office job and you're very sedentary, you're probably not getting anywhere close to 10,000 steps a day. You're probably not even getting 5,000 steps a day. So let's focus on that first. Uh, little things like taking the dog on a walk after every meal. These things are huge. 15-minute walk, grab your dog, grab the leash, let's go. Uh, you can also like things like if you like to hike or you like to bike, um, plan one of those a week that you really like to do, a place you really like to go. It's stress relieving. 
Uh, you could also go to one class per week. If you have a class that you really like, Orange Theory or yoga or whatever it is, just get more active. Do that one class a week. You can also hire a trainer like me. Uh, hire a trainer. They'll show you exactly what to do in the gym, whether that's um, you know more intense training or whether that's just strength training. Um, this is consistently getting more active. We're making steps in the right direction. We're not going all or nothing and you're in the gym five days a week and you're about to run a marathon and you just started back into a fitness routine. So just get consistently more active. That's your number three. Number four, we talked about this a second ago, stop eating after 7 p.m. This honestly could be the biggest tip out of this whole lineup. Um, you know, I've had people that literally changed nothing else. They didn't start working out. They didn't change their nutrition whatsoever, but they just stopped eating after 7 p.m. And they felt better. They got better sleep. They had more energy when they woke up. And guess what? Their pant sizes started to go down uh, just from this one thing. And this is there's a lot of science behind this. I won't get too deep into the weeds, but just... Look at the logic and reason of this, okay? Our metabolism is based off of our circadian rhythm, which is based off of light. At the end of the day, our metabolism is slowing down to prep us for the night of sleep ahead. In which case, our metabolism is actually at its slowest point during the night while we're sleeping. And so we don't want to be consuming calories during the time that our metabolism is running at its slowest point. Also, here's another tip. Um, the reason that breakfast is called break fast is because we are supposed to be fasting all night long. Um, if you stop eating dinner at 7 compared to 9 or 10 o'clock before you go to bed, you get an extra 2 or 3 hours of that fast every night, which allows your blood sugar in your sleep to drop low enough to really dip into fat stores hard and heavy. So believe it or not, you don't burn a ton of fat during the day, even if you're working out. You burn the majority of your fat in your sleep when we're in this fasting mode and we're tapping into some of our stored body fat. So in other words, you don't want to go to bed with higher blood sugar, i.e. sugar or ice cream or some kind of treat late in, in the night is the worst thing you can do uh, to really wreck your fat burning potential. The other thing is it helps it helps your sleep quality, which actually helps you to wake up with more energy. More energy and better sleep help you to make better decisions the next day. So you can see how this one tip, stop eating after 7 p.m., really is a game changer uh, to help us make better decisions, to give us more energy, to give us more clarity, and to help us stay on this path, stay on this journey uh, to a new lifestyle and to being more healthy. Number five, this is one that I could, I could make a whole hour-long podcast on this, cut out inflammatory foods. We learned a lot about inflammation during COVID. In fact, the higher that the person's inflammation was, uh, the more susceptible they were to a, a really chronic infection or a really strong infection from COVID-19. So alcohol, sugar, wheat, dairy, processed foods, these are the biggest culprits for inflammation. Uh, the people who are the most chronically inflamed, 
These are the diabetic. These are the obese. You can measure this by CRP on a blood test or homocysteine. Both of these are markers of inflammation if they are elevated. So what has been shown to decrease these markers? Alcohol is a big one. There's a reason why when you consume alcohol, they call, they call you intoxicated, right? Because alcohol is actually a toxin in large doses. In small doses, it can be a healthy hormetic stress. But in large doses, it is a toxin, and especially if it's consumed on a normal basis or a daily basis. So we really want to limit or cut out alcohol uh, maybe you know once or twice a week. My rule with clients is one to three drinks per week, never more than two at a time. So you either get two drinks one day, three drinks one day at a time, or um, however you structure that, that, it, that involves three drinks a week, no more than two at a time. Next, sugar. This is a no-brainer. We know we shouldn't be drinking uh, sugary sweetened drinks and Cokes and you know any of this stuff. As, in fact, sugary sweetened drinks, uh, even Gatorade, contribute to one of the leading causes of obesity. And that's because sugar in liquid form uh, digests very fast and it raises blood sugar super fast. So this is why sugary sweetened drinks and sugar foods uh, they can chronically raise in inflammation really, really fast. Number three is dairy and wheat. Um, again, I could do a whole hour long on conventional wheat and conventional dairy. Um, gluten has... All right, let me just pose this question to you. When 20, 30 years ago when we were kids, I don't know how old you are listening to this, but let's just say in the 1980s, 1990s, uh, was there anybody that we heard about having gluten sensitivity or having to be on a gluten-free diet it was very very rare so why is it is it just a fad is it just hype nowadays no and i'll tell you why it's because they've increased the amount of gluten that is in uh, wheat products and they harvest the wheat immaturely which throws off the gluten to fiber ratio when they harvest the wheat they also genetically modify wheat um, and that also, in turn, creates more gluten. Dairy, on the other hand, um, this is inflammatory for a lot of reasons. Uh, number one is that lactase is an enzyme that we need to consume and, and properly digest dairy. Uh, it's been shown that only about 25% of people uh, have the enzyme lactase that consumes lactose. This is why... Um, when consuming dairy products, some people will get congestion. Some people will get gas and bloating. Um, and it, and it, sometimes it's only the milk and it's not the cheese. It's always different for every person. Look, the bottom line is if you run a food allergy test, it'll show you whether you're allergic to gluten or dairy. Uh, also, if you don't want to run a food allergy test, just eliminating them for 30 days and then adding them back in is always a telltale sign for my clients to know whether or not they need to continue off of gluten or continue off of dairy. And the last one, processed packaged foods. Processed packaged foods is a no-brainer. Uh, these things are full of preservatives, full of uh, unhealthy seed oils. Um, they're full of refined carbohydrates. These things are designed to sit on a shelf and not rot. For years, that is not food. 
Okay, if we were to take an apple and a Twinkie and set it on a shelf, how, how long will the apple sit there and how long will the Twinkie sit there? Well, guess what? The Twinkie will sit there for years, years. Granted, it's still edible, but does that mean it's food? It has had so many preservatives pumped into it to um, keep the, the bacteria from consuming it that it is allowed to sit there and not mold and decompose for literally five, six, seven years. So these things are not foods. They are what they're called frankenfoods. And we want to avoid those. And we want to, again, focus on our number one suggestion, choose real whole foods, make it simple. So to recap, let's go through these again. Number one, choose real whole foods, make it simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Smoothie, salad, roasted. Don't snack in between if you can. Uh, Number two, own your Monday through Friday. So be consistent. Don't eat out. Maybe avoid alcohol. Maybe avoid dessert. Uh, Listen to motivational podcasts. Number three, consistently get more and more active. So 10,000 steps per day. Take your dog on a walk. Plan a hike or a bike. Hire a trainer. Hit a class. Something like that. Number four, stop eating after 7 p.m. Make your fasting window go a little bit longer. If you stop eating at 7 p.m. and you don't eat again until after 7 a.m., you got more fasting every day than you have feasting, which is a great way to burn up body fat. Number five, cut out inflammatory foods. Learn about inflammatory foods. Right now, jump on another podcast and type in inflammatory foods and just learn about what foods are the most inflammatory to us because I promise you, if you decrease inflammation, you will increase energy, vitality, digestion, and fat-burning potential. So I hope this helps someone out there. If you're a client working with me right now, ask me any questions whatsoever. Uh, Thank you for your valuable time and commuting or working out or hiking or whatever you're doing right now listening to this. Thank you for your time spent with me. If you would like to support this podcast, uh, you can use the supplement company that I use. This is Thorn.com. Thorn supplements are triple third-party verified supplements. These are used by the USA Olympic teams, the Golden State Warrior NBA team, uh, and I give all my listeners a special discount by visiting www.thorn.com slash you slash muscles. That's thorn.com slash you slash muscles. There's a special discount there for you that supports the podcast. And tune in uh, next time for another session of Muscles and Veggies podcast. This is your Zach, your host, wishing you a wonderful day.